Hello and welcome to the Forest of the Fae. Here on Pop Culture Fae, we take a look at movies, TV, comics, and other popular media through the lens of the queer folks of society. I am Miller C. Lashbrook and I am your host on your journey through the Forest of the Fae. This week on Pop Culture Fae, I will be discussing my predictions for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Hope you enjoy! First up is Faye News. In this segment, I will cover this week's big entertainment news that caught my eye. This week was a big week for new trailers. The kind of main news this week, we got three new trailers. First, we have a new trailer for The Flash. Now, I, I think, I, I don't know if it was just me that noticed this, but I think a lot of the trailer seems uh seemed like a lot of like stuff from the previous trailer there wasn't anything super shocking in it i think this movie looks interesting i will be intrigued to see how it closes out uh the snyder verse and kind of opens up this new dcu uh, i think the most interesting thing related to this trailer this week was people noticed how in the u.s the trailer really played up the Michael Keaton Batman stuff in the movie, whereas overseas in Japan, for instance, there was a lot more about Barry and uh, the Flash and focusing on like the actual main character of the movie. So interesting, the distinctions between those. This week, we also got our first trailer for Disney's upcoming animated movie, Wish, coming out in November, right before Thanksgiving. This is kind of their sweet spot time for a an animated movie to come out. And it really looks like they had a lot of fun with this movie in terms of being a celebration of Disney with it being the 100th anniversary of the company and really playing into the princess movie, uh, the, the fairy tale of it all. Uh, I think the voice cast sounds good with Ariana DeBose and Alan Tudyk in the movie. And yeah, the this movie looks fun. I like the animation style, having kind of like that cell shaded um hand-drawn look to 3d animation and the rumor is that this movie's gonna in like almost a similar way to in the original enchanted is gonna have a lot of uh like easter eggs and references to previous disney movies so it looks like a lot of fun for me though the standout trailer for this week for me at least was our second trailer for Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Um, I am quickly getting excited for this movie with more the more things I learn about it. We, we now know this is a period piece set in the 90s, in 1994. It is seemingly a continuation from the Bumblebee movie. Uh, but, and I guess not from the Michael Bay movies, right? I mean, first of all, the, (laughs) 
we never heard about the Maximals or any of the Beast uh, Morphers in um, the in the original movies, right? But also things like in this trailer, it's revealed that Unicron is going to be a big part of this movie. Uh, famous, made famous by the '80s animated Transformers movie, and the Bay movies set up Unicron very differently. Never really um, dealt with that. That was set up in the last night, and nothing really ever came up came of that. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this is kind of a true soft kind of reboot for Transformers as a franchise. And producers have done interviews and talked about how this movie, they wanted to make sure that they started giving the actual Transformers character arcs, which they didn't really have in the Bay movies. And I think that was one of the big complaints about the Bay movies was how the Transformers were not treated like characters, even though it's named after them, right? Um, and so, yeah, if they can take the hearts that Bumblebee had, but give it the scale of the Bay movies, um, then I think this movie look is going to be great. Also, having the Transformer designs be close to the Generation 1 Transformer designs, uh, a little bit more blocky, um, a little bit kind of more of that 80s robotic style as opposed to the like all the small kind of intricate parts that they had in the Bay movies. I, I think this look works best. Specifically, RC uh, looks great. And the way they've changed Optimus's look, Optimus Prime, he looks great as well. So um i'm excited for this movie it looks like a lot of fun um and i think this could be kind of a rebirth of the transformers as a film franchise so that's all the fey news uh that i had this week other than just to say um star wars jedi survivor is out uh and it's a great game um and so definitely if you if you're a star wars fan check it out and also in tv just to kind of plug a show that i'm enjoying the first three episodes of hbo max's love and death premiered on thursday this is a true crime uh re like a true crime miniseries based on like a real uh crime that happened and Elizabeth Olsen, and the whole cast is amazing, but Elizabeth Olsen is just knocking out of the park in this uh, show. So if you like true crime stuff <clears throat> and true crime dramas, definitely check out Love and Death on HBO Max. Next up, I'm going to be talking about my predictions for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Okay, so we are less than a week, at least at time of recording, away from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming out. Um, before I get into my predictions, I mean, I will say 
before I get into my predictions, I uh, I saw I have not seen the movie. Um, I'm going to see it when it comes out on Thursday night, and but there are fans and press who have seen the movie. I mean, reviews have started to come out, and uh, I would say be cautious on the internet because uh, you you especially with fan screenings having happened, you never know somebody could just spoil it at any moment. So. Uh, if you're online on social media, you might want to block certain tags uh, to avoid hearing any spoilers or seeing any spoilers online for the movie. Be wary of YouTube and thumbnails because sometimes I've seen I've seen spoilers on there before before the movie is officially out. So you, you never know. Uh, just be cautious. But I can't believe we're we're getting this movie finally. I mean, after volume two, the, with all five of those post credit scenes that that movie had, like we were like, okay, it's inevitable that guardians volume three is going to be a thing. Right. Um, then infinity war came and threw those characters into like the larger MCU story in earnest and, uh, Gamora died right. And, uh, the Guardians were dusted other than Nebula and Rocket. And then Endgame came around, right? They came back. They were undusted, right? Um, and then the 2014 Gamora's bopping around now. Uh, and she's somewhere, right? And that's kind of where we left off. Uh, and then we had the James Gunn uh, scandal happen, right? his old tweets surfacing and people getting upset about it, him getting fired. And then the whole cast coming out in support of him. And then he got rehired. Right. And, and then by the time he got rehired, we knew Ragnarok was going to come first when originally volume three was supposed to come first. Right. There's been all of this stuff kind of in the way of guardians volume three. Like we found out, um, we have found out in interviews that Guardians Volume 3 was originally going to be one of the first movies post-Endgame. It was going to be in Phase 4. And uh, it was going to resolve the Thor with Guardians storyline, but then the whole James Gunn scandal happened, right? And so uh, the fourth Thor movie, Love and Thunder, was coming down uh, the pike and they had to resolve the storyline there, which based on what I've heard in interviews with um, James Gunn, he's kind of happy that they were able to resolve that Thor thread from uh, Endgame in Love and Thunder, because that would just be another thing that he would have to do in this movie. Right. And I mean, he has said this is the end of his trilogy with Guardians. This is the end of at least this story with these characters, right? It might not be the end for the characters uh, in the MCU, right? They could continue on or pop up in Avengers stuff, or maybe there'll be future Guardians movies under another director, right? But at least for the story that James Gunn has wanted to tell with this team, he has said that this is the end of that trilogy, right? The trilogy plus as he's described. And so in uh, December, we got the holiday special 
I think kind of the biggest takeaways story wise from the holiday special. Uh, one, we we learned that Mantis is also Ego's child, like Peter Quill, and so they are half siblings. So that was a pretty, a, a pretty big like kind of plot thread to establish. Supposedly it was it was supposed to be established in volume two, but that was cut out. And so uh, that was one of the things set here in the holiday special. So and uh, James Gunn has said that that will probably factor into the plot line of the third one. And then the other main kind of important story thread to come out of the holiday special is that the Guardians now run nowhere. That they bought it from the collector was what they said in the holiday special. Which, I mean, I think that's a good development. It kind of puts them in a place similar to the uh, kind of the Guardians of the Galaxy comics that followed the Annihilation Conquest event where they were basically kind of like the security for nowhere and kind of working with slash for uh cosmo who was also established in the guardians holiday special as like a character now rather than just a background kind of cameo like um cosmo was in the the first guardians movie and uh, cosmo was also i believe in volume two maybe i know howard the duck was in volume two Anyway, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of where we've left off with the Guardians. So they're running nowhere. They're kind of like little like outlaws helping people in space, I suppose. And Gamora is, the 2014 Gamora is somewhere out there running around. And the main team is it seems to be drax mantis peter quill groot uh craglin and uh rocket right so oh and and, and nebula of course sorry <laughs> so that's kind of where we where we leave off in terms of my predictions I think the big thing that a lot of people are trying to guess uh, going into this movie are whether or not characters are going to die, and if so, who, right? (laughs) With it being the end of a trilogy, and also there's been kind of this um, talk around the movie since sort of D23 last year, that uh, this is going to be an emotional end to the trilogy. I think a lot of fans are assuming that means character death (laughs) from somebody, right? Um, I think, so here's here's where I'm at. In terms of looking outside of the story, at the press around the film, most of the cast has talked about this movie like it was the end of their run in the MCU. So Zoe Saldana, Chris Pratt, and Dave Bautista in particular 
uh, have kind of talked about this as their last MCU project. So automatically, I think that puts those three on like the the warning list of potential characters to possibly die in this film. I think since Gamora died in Infinity War, though, I would I feel safe kind of taking her off the list, right? That she will probably not die in this movie. We've done Gamora dying, and this new Gamora, I think there's a lot of story potential with that um, in having this time-displaced character. And I also would like to just get some more time of her and Nebula, like, as sisters, right? Because a lot of their time together on screen has been about them hating each other, um, or rather Nebula hating Gamora, right? So I think, I, I, I think both Gamora and Nebula are safe. I think the other reason Nebula is probably safe from dying is because uh, she worked with the Avengers in Endgame, right? So she has a connection with other characters in the MCU uh, more than just with the Guardians, and that gives her story potential to show up in other things. Uh, the other character that was alive during Endgame before everybody got brought back was Rocket, right? Um, however... James Gunn has talked a lot about how Rocket is like the secret protagonist of this trilogy. And we know that we're getting a lot of Rocket's backstory in this movie. And so narratively speaking, if we're getting a lot of his backstory, having it be his swan song, his final film and making like a big sacrifice would make sense. If that happens, I'm not emotionally prepared for that. I have a pet named after Rocket, uh, and I, 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 I would not be okay uh, <laughs> if that happens. So I guess prediction number one for me is that Rocket could be uh, could could die in this movie. The other character that I could see dying would be Peter Quill, right? His whole journey as a character has been about maturity and self-actualization, right? The first movie, he had to really resolve his mother-related trauma and really strike out on his own from the Ravagers, right? And uh, make his own family, then the second movie, he reconciled with Yondu as a father figure and learned who his true, his birth father is, right? And reconciled with that trauma, right? And James Gunn has said that the third film is about the self, right? If the first one was about mothers and the second was about fathers, then this uh, third film is about the self. And for a character who um, has struggled with selfishness, having a selfless sacrifice in this movie would be maybe a poetic end to his arc as a character, right? So 
That's why I think Quill is also a decent candidate. And like I said, Chris Pratt has talked about this like it's his last Marvel movie. I think that this could be the end for Peter Quill as well as a character. So I guess what I'm saying is my money's on Rocket and Quill. I don't, some people have said Drax, right? That Drax is um, a candidate for dying. Uh, Oh, and by the way, I don't think Groot is going to die because like he sort of died in the first movie and has slowly been regenerated, right? Um, I don't think he would be a candidate for, for dying in this movie. But Drax, the reason why I don't want to see him um, go is mostly to do with the fact that um, I think there's still a lot of story left with Drax. I think um, there is a lot of story potential with introducing Moondragon, his daughter, uh, from the comics. And with introducing her introducing Philovel Marvel's daughter who is in a relationship with Moon Dragon and I think there's a lot of interesting stuff that you could explore with that and also kind of like we haven't really gotten complete resolution of Drax's anger toward Thanos and Ronin and how his family was killed, right? We've only gotten hints about that story. So until we see his backstory, I feel like he his story isn't finished. And I just would like to see um, Moondragon introduced. And I think he should be alive when she's introduced. And then I guess um, Mantis, I don't think would get killed off for similar reasons. There's still comic storylines related to her that we haven't really explored. Um, Specifically, the Celestial Madonna kind of storyline from the the 80s Avengers comics. Uh, I think there's a lot of story potential to be had from telling a story like that for Mantis. And... uh, she also was introduced in volume two unlike a lot of the other characters and so i think there's still room for her to grow as a character and she really came into her own in the holiday special so i guess my two main death predictions are rocket and quill in terms of other predictions i mean the I don't know. With Marvel movies, you really never know, especially lately. They're, they've gotten very good at making sure that we don't know a lot going into a movie. I think with Adam Warlock being introduced as a character, there is some cool kind of potential for some uh, maybe like Infinity Watch type stuff getting set up. Because uh, he's always had stuff related to the Infinity Stones and like the Eternals and everything. So maybe we could have an Eternals connection here. Uh, some That might be a bit much. I'd also 
uh, like to see more of the Ravagers in this movie. We haven't seen a lot of them in the ad campaign, uh, but like Sylvester Stallone's character and his little Ravager crew, I'd like to see more of them, uh, especially since they're kind of like an homage to the original Guardians of the Galaxy in the comics uh, that were Avengers from the year 3000. Um, yeah, so other than that, I think I think my big prediction is that this movie is going to leave us in a place where we kind of know what's in store for the cosmic side of the MCU going forward, at least for phases five and six. It'll give us an idea of what to expect because most of the projects that are left on the board that we know about right now for phase five and some of the ones from phase six are terrestrial in nature, right? The Marvels obviously has cosmic elements to it, um, but that's more from kind of like an Earth perspective, it seems, and very much dealing with like the Kree scroll of it all. And obviously Secret Invasion has scrolls there, but it's more earthly based as well. Um, but in terms of like the eternals guardians uh like thanos related stories uh and all of that the the nova core i think this movie will give us a good idea about what what we should expect next out of the cosmic side of the mcu and i think that's exciting so uh, those are my predictions, uh, kind of rambling a little bit for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Can't wait to see it. And next week on the podcast, I will be giving my thoughts. I'll do kind of a half and half, half uh, non-spoilers, half spoilers podcast talking about the movie. And hopefully I just have good things to say about it. I, I, I think I have a, a lot of hope that this is going to be a pretty good Marvel movie. Alrighty, thank you for joining me today as I shared my predictions for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. If you are listening and enjoying the podcast, please give it a review on your podcasting platform of choice. Five-star reviews are always appreciated. Also, if you have a friend who would like the podcast, make sure to share it with them to help grow our little community here. Once again, I am Miller C. Lashbrook. You can find me on Twitter at Mill C. Lashbrook on Instagram at Miller C. Lashbrook. And for more Pop Culture Fae, you can head to my website, popculturefay.com for blog posts and more content. I hope that you have a fantastic day and a wonderful week. And I hope to find you the next time you wander into the forest of Pop Culture Fae.